Hey ADHDers, Jane here. You'll notice I've dropped my intro music and some of my attempts at professionalism. I always just scroll past the music with the you know professional sounding words in the beginning. So I thought, why am I doing that to other people? I don't even like listening to that myself. Had a lot of people writing in wanting to hear more about a day in a life of an ADHD mum. Reached out to a few people. No one's been keen so far. What I'd love to do is if anyone has a friend who's neurotypical, I'd love you to get you both on. So I'll send you both a video link. The video will never be used and we can go through like a bit of a lightning round questions. Have you ever? It'll be really fun. The reason that I want to do this is because people are still messaging me talking about imposter syndrome, which is basically like, I feel like I might not be very good at life. Some mums are still messaging me going, yeah, but everyone's tired. Everyone's a bit forgetful. I have been diagnosed, but I almost don't want to take what's not mine. There must be other people that struggle more than me. I'm just need to be better. I just need to be more efficient. I have got a diagnosis, but I'm not ready to own it yet. And the the part that's really missing there is that mums are tired. Yep. Mums can be forgetful. Yep. Mums can... uh, be overwhelmed and everybody can suffer from some symptoms but it's when it starts to impact your daily life at the level that a diagnosis needs to have or a diagnosis to be there that that's where when it, the challenges change and it becomes different you don't just have one bad day where nothing comes together it's a series it's years and it's a real lack of flow too at times where you never really quite have what you need Let me give you an example of what that looks like. For me, setting up this podcast, I go open my computer, set it up, sit down, it's flat. I go find the charger, get distracted, think I should make a coffee, get the coffee, bring it back, haven't got the charger. Okay, go back to get the charger, I probably should get water. Oh, I might brush my teeth again because I had a coffee. Oh, okay, sitting down now, ready to go. Yeah, opening the program. Oh, I don't have my phone. Oh, I feel weird without it because what if the school rings? I better grab it. Okay, go to get my phone. My phone's missing. Okay, now I can't find my phone. Do I need it? So I get my other phone, which is my work phone, to call the personal phone. Of course, it's on silent because I don't like ringing people. So then I don't want people calling me. So there's a question as to why I need my phone with me. But anyway, trying to find my phone can't find it. Then I think I might put some washing on. I might unpack the dishwasher. Then I realize my husband has left one of the school bags at home. I call him. He doesn't pick up his phone. We play this game for 45 minutes. Eventually I sit down and start the podcast. Now that is in attention to a part that actually really impacts your life. And that's not a bad day. That's kind of a regular day for me. It's frustrating, um, but that's also what we have to live with. So very different to someone talking about the one time they forgot the bag because they had a really bad morning to just having a series of those quite often. So until we get someone in for the day in a life, I wanted to give you a little bit of a insight into my life. A couple of people have said, you sound really professional, which is kind of hilarious. It's probably a bit of a mask that I'm putting on. I'm absolutely not a professional person at all. What I am, though, is a ADHD mum that was diagnosed very late who battled with some pretty gnarly misdiagnosis and wrong medication for a lot of years. And whilst I would class myself a successful, confident woman, um, 
and I believe other people would say that about me too, there's always a large battle from within, um, which has impacted my life greatly over the years. And I speak from that experience. I do have, um, you know, 15, I, I don't even know if it's 15 or 20. Um, basically, when I came out of a very severe depression, a really dark time in my life, still the darkest time I've ever had in my life. And um, I haven't lived a sheltered life by any means. Both of my parents suddenly passed away as well. So um, what I'm saying is when I say it's a, the darkest time in my life as a teenager, that's not making light of the other the life that I've lived. It's not making light of that at all. After my mum passed away suddenly, she was my best friend. I was completely lost. Would that compare to what I went through as a teenager? Yes, it would compare, but it wouldn't it wouldn't touch the sides of the the level of depression I, I had as a teenager. And I do blame some heavy medication by some good medical professionals that didn't know what depression was. I remember someone said to my mum, I would think that Jane has quite severe depression and no one even heard what the word of depression was. And my dad said, what does she have to be depressed about? She's a kid. She has everything that she needs. And I think he was right in some ways because I had a really great childhood, but I had a massive internal battle. And the reason I mention that is because when I was about 16, I went and did a Tony Robbins seminar. And do I think Tony Robbins is the best person in the entire world and that he knows everything? No, I don't. But you know what? He has his place. And I think it was my 16th or 17th birthday. I was just coming out of my depression and my mum for my birthday flew me to Sydney to see him. And I knew it was where I had to be. You know how you had that feeling? I loved it. I loved personal development. I loved psychology. And I came out of that, changed schools, and um, I went on to get a nearly perfect score in my HSC. And I, I got into you know, psychology at uni, which was my first preference. And I knew that I had found my path. And when I was in that place at that time, I said to my mum, when I was there at that place, my mum and I were very close and she was very supportive, but she just didn't know how to help me. I wish she was around now that we could talk about it. I wish, yeah, I don't want to, gets me sad. It's not supposed to be a sad podcast. Um, I wish I could talk to her now because I think she took on a lot of blame as a mother for me to go through that. And we never actually talked about it. Um, one of the last weekends that she was alive, I was living interstate. They lived in Tassie and I flew down. I flew down a lot. We were very, very close. Um, I think it was my 27th birthday. She passed away. Um, and just before she became very unwell, for some reason, we, she talked to me on the phone and she said, I've always wanted to talk to you about what you went through because I've wanted to understand it and I feel, still feel bad about it. And I broke down on the phone and said that I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to make her feel bad. And she said, I'd like to talk to you about it. And then we went through this weekend and there was this heavy energy where like I wanted to bring it up, she wanted to bring it up. And then both of us didn't bring it up. Maybe it was too much. I don't know, but it was a conversation I'd always love to have with her. But she said to me, I'm so worried for when you have children, Jane, because I don't know the way the world will be. I found it really difficult to even just have my own kids. And I'm terrified for what the world will look like when you have kids. And I, you know, it sounds really corny, but I really wanted to work with the young girls coming through their teenage years. I've always wanted to do that. I haven't done that yet. And maybe this is a place for this podcast that you talk to the mums, you can talk to the teenagers, and that's a different way to impact. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because I have 
studied psychology, worked in psychology, and I do own a psychology business. However, I don't practice. I don't enjoy counseling and I don't call myself a psychologist on this podcast. I'm not an expert. I don't know everything. However, I do come from a lived experience where I do have a lot of education in the psychology world and I do have a lot of passion. For me to do this podcast, you have to have a lot of passion. You have to have a lot of drive because it's on top of everything else, which I love and it keeps me going and it keeps my brain moving and I I just love it. I love this whole experience. But I suppose what I'm, I'm saying is I'm trying to balance out between experts and between lived experience, but I got a lot of messages in about a day in a life. I thought I'd give you an insight into a day in my life until I can get somebody on here who's willing to do a day in the life. It's always a bit revealing. If I start, perhaps someone will send me a message and say they'd be willing to do it. Here's an example for you. I have a friend that I go to the gym with, and one of the reasons I like to chat to her in the mornings is because she's got three kids. I've got three kids. They are similar levels of shit show. And um, when she talks about having to go to the shopping center to get something and she's got to take all the kids with her because she's running late and it's all over the place, you know, you can identify with it and you're drawn to those people that are similar. Anyway, she was telling me this story this morning. ADHD mamas, they've got the best stories, I tell you. She owns a Mercedes and... um, Around here on the Sunshine Coast, probably everywhere, Mercs and BMWs are a bit bit targeted. So if you've got, you know, they will come into your house or they'll look for your handbag and they'll try and find the keys and they'll slip back out. Uh, obviously, keys left in is like gold. They will come inside the house to get keys. They're not looking to hurt people, but they are looking for keys. They're usually younger. This is just typical. It's not obviously just my perspective. Anyway, she was telling this story about how a couple of years ago, She's got a Beamer and these three fairly youngish, I don't know, maybe they're 20 or something, they actually apparently kicked in the door of her house. Um, apparently they were outside trying to get in and they um, broke into the house, which was pretty gnarly. Came in, her husband, this is one o'clock in the morning, her husband jumps out of bed, he runs down there. Um, she goes as well, which seems weird, but then I think, what would I do? I'd probably go too. I don't know. Anyway, you, who knows what you do in the moment. She goes too. And the guys had a knife, a small knife. I don't think they were really planning on hurting anyone, but they, they were definitely after some keys. And apparently they had some masks on that would have been pretty scary and started just yelling, give me the keys, give me the keys. My friend said, um, she was like, oh, just give them the keys. Her husband the same. He wasn't looking for a fight. He was like, just get the keys. So he turns around to her because it's her car and says, what are you doing? Get the keys, get the keys. Now remember, she's an ADHD mama. So do you reckon she knows where her car keys is? No. And she's under pressure, so she doesn't know where they are. They're looking through her handbag. They're looking through on the counter. And they come to the conclusion that she's hiding these keys, right? And she just starts freaking out. Like, she doesn't know she's diagnosed. So, I mean, they wouldn't know what ADHD was anyway. But she said she had to go through, like, pants, um, shopping bags. She was trying to retrace her steps to find these keys. And her husband's going, where are the keys? Where are the keys? And these robbers are like, where are the keys? And she's like, I never know where my keys are. I'm so sorry. I don't know where they are. And um, we're having a bit of a laugh because we were like, she was saying that they probably would have got in, grabbed the keys off the bench and they wouldn't have even known they were in the house. But because she has ADHD and she couldn't find the keys, it became this big thing. Anyway, they took the keys. Everything was fine. It wasn't a big deal. But that is an example about ADHD, which I thought was pretty funny. So I thought um, 
what we might do is we might run you through a few examples of how ADHD shows up in my life. For example, I got my period two days ago and we all know the lead up to PMS um, and medication. I don't know about anybody else. When I am in the lead up to getting my period, I start to feel serious about, oh, none of this medication is working. I am not okay. I need to be on antidepressants, heavy ones. Something is wrong with me. And you often get irritated with your husband too, right? And I felt just every month, same thing. I feel like nothing's working. Nothing's going my way. I need to change something. And I don't feel like my medication is really helping. And I don't feel like my whole life is working is pretty much how I feel when I have PMS. Um, it's always, I've got an app on my phone to track it. It's always funny to me. If I start to feel like that and I check it and my period is like 14 days away, I'm like, oh my God, it's just my life, which is funny. But um, anyway, so I'm in the lead up to my period and this is, I'm thinking Friday night, okay, um, I'm thinking it's coming soon. Saturday, I waited all day for it and it didn't arrive. Um, and somewhere through Saturday with the myriad of kids sport and everything, and my husband coaches a rugby team, so he usually goes to watch his own rugby team play on Saturday afternoon. So it's busy all day Saturday. And when he leaves in the afternoon, I actually don't mind it too much because my kids play on this cul-de-sac, which is fine, but it does make it difficult to leave the house. So I was supposed to go get some tampons on Saturday. Um, and of course it became not urgent because nothing was really happening. It didn't come. And so I never really bothered to go out, didn't prioritize it, forgot about it. If I'm honest, assumed that I'd find a packet. Usually I either have 125 tampons or I have none. So I haven't bought any I don't regularly buy them because I just wait until I don't have any and I'm at toilet paper worthy. And then I usually freak out and just buy like 150. Anyway, wake up Sunday morning and I'm like, oh God, I'm feeling really bloated. I'm feeling really awful. Um, and my husband and I have an event coming up. We had to take the boys to get suits and my daughter to get a dress. My daughter has some pretty gnarly sensory stuff. So we had a really difficult time with her getting a dress on. Um, she doesn't like the feeling of anything tight. And like literally she's seven and she had on a size 12 dress and she was still whinging. And that's the one she wanted. And I said, well, if we do the ribbon up at the back, you can maybe have it. She didn't want the ribbon done up. Um, and the seamstress lady's like, let me see if I can take that in. And I'm trying to figure out the balance between taking it in and having it look better but also if I secretly get it taken in, she might put it on another day and lose her shit. And I know ADHD moms, you understand when I'm saying lose shit, like not like, oh, I don't want to wear that having a whinge, but you can give her a chocolate, like in a ball, hyperventilating, she is going to go naked rather than put this thing on. Like there is no coming back. That's where I am trying to figure her out how far can I push her? Because a size 12 dress on a seven-year-old looks like a bag of potatoes, no matter how pretty it is. Anyway, so I'm fighting this battle So with this PMS. So I've got the boys in suits in this small house because of COVID. All of the um, higher places are not currently working anymore. So she's out of this tiny house in Aura on the Sunshine Coast, which is a little bit like the Truman Show, it's all it's very, very small blocks, lots of duplexes and triplets and um, nice place, don't get me wrong, but what I'm, what I'm indicating is it's small. It's small to park, 
there's not a lot of room it's not a big shop and anyway when we get there the lady's like oh my husband's actually come off night shift she's sleeping and i'm like oh god god help me now so and my husband likes to take a lot of time with things. He is someone who's not concerned about time at all. He's completely time blind. And he is amazing with the kids. He's better at discipline than I am. But I think sometimes he doesn't sense the storm like I can too. He handles the storm probably better than I am, but I don't think he he feels it building. Whereas I was like, oh my God, it's coming. It's coming. The kids are about to blow and I'm trying to get them outside. Anyway, I digress. The point is, it was a bit of a shitty morning, right? And I said to my husband, I actually did cross my mind on the way back because I was realizing how hard PMS I was. I actually said to him, we don't really, really have any food at home. We should stop and get a roast chicken. We've got bread. We can probably make sandwiches. Oh, yeah, cool. I said, great. I really need to get tampons. But, of course, ADHD mums, you get this, right? The car ride home is a shitstorm. Like, it was 25 minutes, which we don't usually drive that far on the coast. Everything's a bit quite closer. But it was bad. And my husband, who can usually cope, he even said to me, oh, do we have eggs? Let's just cook those. Like, we can't go anywhere. Um, One of those moments that you know that if you part, obviously we weren't going to let them out into the shop, but they would physically fight in the boot, the back seat, the front. Like, they just go completely crazy. Um, And my daughter was in a mood. And when she's in a mood, everyone's in a mood. It's probably a bit like me. If I'm in a mood, everyone's in a mood. When she has got the dark cloud over her head, let me tell you, she makes life a misery. So we had the whole, you know, what music's on, who wants what. Anyway, look, I won't go into the parenting and how difficult the kids are. I'm sure you've got your own difficult kids, unless it's helpful. If it is, I can do that another time if you want me to. Anyway, so we get home. I still don't have any tampons and I'm thinking, okay, well, that's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. I'll just worry about it later. I'll go out later. So we get home and one thing that frustrates me about my husband is he, he denies he has ADHD, but look, I've, I've diagnosed him myself. Um, you're not really supposed to do that, but he's my husband, so I can give him any label I like. Um, get home and typical, right? We go and we actually have had no gas in our house since it must have been like Thursday, not remember, but Sunday we still don't have gas. So it's like four days at this point. I still haven't gone to get tampons. He hasn't gone to get gas. And he's like, we scrambles all the eggs. We're all hungry. We're all shitty. And he goes, motherfucker. Sorry for the language. We don't have any gas. And I was like trying to take it like a trooper because I don't get the stuff right all the time either. But I was in my head. I was like, oh my God. We went caravanning around Australia last year. And that's what happened a lot on the trip. You have to run off gas and often we didn't have gas and often the petrol station where you should really check things and top things up, he wouldn't do that. He's a last minute person. So we often didn't have gas. We shouldn't have cold showers. We couldn't cook anything. So it was fucking horrendous. Anyway, so we don't have gas. And I just thought this is one of the most ADHD days we've had in a while. Um, The kids are completely overloaded. We don't have any gas. The only food we can cook requires gas. Anyway, so in the end, he like cracks it and goes with the gas bottles. Everyone's crying. And in the middle of this, I get my period and I don't have any tampons still. And I'm like, okay, I know he's going to a petrol station, but I also know that if I ask him to get tampons at this point, it might push him over the edge. You know, he just know, I mean, honestly, the day, like it was like the kids just started screaming 
fighting from like 5am. It was just, it's kind of draining to talk about. But anyway, look, it was one of those days. So um, the great thing about Sunday, and we don't often do this, is we do have a babysitter. We don't have any family. We have a babysitter um, that I had organized to come around because I love the Sunshine Coast Lightning. I'm a hardcore netballer. A lot of ADHD people are netballers, I've found actually. Anyway, so we were going out to the netball. We had a babysitter at one o'clock and I had previously felt guilt about the babysitter. I was like, oh, the kids have been at school and it's nice to be on the weekend with them. And anyway, by about 11 o'clock, I was like, get me out of here. I want that babysitter in here um, straight away. I couldn't go out anywhere because the kids were so crazy and my hubby was trying to get the gas. So ended up digging up this tampon from like a drawer in, in uh, somewhere, right? I found like one. And that kind of like got me through and I thought, oh, yeah, cool. Um, there'll probably be some of those like tampon things in the public toilets at the netball. Get there, there's none. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not really, I'm feeling a bit nervous about how this tampon is going to go. Anyway, then I forgot about it, if I'm honest. Like I don't even know how you forget. I forgot. And so after the netball, we'd organized to go and have dinner together as like a special kind of treat for us. And of course we get to dinner and I'm like, oh my God, I still haven't got a tampon. This, I'm not going to be able to get through dinner. Like this is not, oh my God, what am I doing? And um, so as we're arriving at dinner, I'm like, oh my God, you have to go to a pharmacy. We're checking. It's the Sunshine Coast. It's a Sunday. Everything's shut at five. Driving around. And he's like, I cannot believe, Jane, that we have a babysitter. We are paying right now and we are not at dinner and we're driving around trying to find a pharmacy that's open. And I was like, I he's right. It sucks. It's a bit like his gas bottle, to be honest. But anyway, um, anyway, then it hit me. I was like, oh, petrol station, just get me petrol station. That'd be fine. So I buy like two boxes of supers because there's no regulars. And I would have just bought um, the whole freaking box to me. I would have bought 150, but the price and the fact there was only supers put me off. I was like, I don't need 150 supers. I need some assortment here and there's not much here. So I just grabbed the supers. Anyway, we go, we get out of the car and I'm like, I've got to go to the bathroom. We sit down. He goes, yeah, you go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, I've left the tampons in the car. Okay. And I'm like thinking, I can't go back out there and tell him at this point. Like I've been talking to him about getting my period and buying tampons since Friday and I haven't done it yet. And now we're in high value babysitting time where we could be sitting and having a laugh, which we rarely get to do. Anyway, so I go to the toilet. I don't have my tampons. I've left them in the car and I was honestly berating myself quite hard at this point. I was like, you idiot. What were you thinking? What is wrong with you? So I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. I'm just going to go out to the car. He won't know. I'll walk really quick. Get to the car. What do you know? I bet you can guess it. No car keys. Don't have them. They're in his pocket. And I was like, oh my God. So I've been gone a fair while by the time I found the toilet, because I'm directionally challenged, found the car, walked back. It's been like 20 minutes. And I come back and he's like, I'm, I'm on an order. I'm really hungry. What do you want? And I was like, I haven't been to the bathroom yet. And he's like, oh my God. Right. So I had to ask him for the car keys, go back to get the tampons, go to the bathroom, come back. And I'm like, right, I'm good to go. The next day um, comes, which is Monday. And I'm walking around in my towel listlessly. Like I'm confused. It's a busy morning. The kids have got color run, right? And I cannot find a tampon. I can't put my undies on without it. I really need a tampon. Walking around, I just don't have time for this this morning either. Like I've already been to the gym, the kids, we're color running. It's not a good time. And my husband's like, did you use all of those tampons? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, where are they? And I'm like, I don't know. 
So all of us had to look around this house for these tampons because I can't participate in life without one, right? And then he's going to me, how did you lose two full boxes of them? That's a great question. Um, I don't know, but I'm hoping that this resonates with you guys. I did found some in the car, um, which was going to get me through. I don't know where the other ones are, but what this is clear to me is that I need to prioritize buying 150 assortment so I don't have this problem. And this is around about where I get to where I have either 150 or I have absolutely zero, which is a very ADHD trait. So at the same time, we're trying to get ready for the color run. It's the second last day of term, which is terrifying. So everyone's tired. I'm also like closet nervous because I'm thinking I really want to be mum of the year and spend some great time with my kids during the school holidays. But I'm also really aware that my um, fitness for them can be quite low. They also, let's call a spade a spade, they're high energy. They fight a lot. They've got lack of impulse control. Um, and they don't have great emotional regulation. So what that means in um mum terms is they can be quite difficult and they are a little bit more difficult or a lot more difficult than some other kids I know. So acknowledging that is helpful because then you also can think to yourself, okay, well, don't put so much pressure on yourself to be mum of the year and have them for two and a half weeks because you also have to remember that they are a bit harder than everybody else's and you've got three of them and they push each other's buttons and they fight from the beginning of the morning right to the end at night. So you've kind of got this guilt thing going where you want to make it fun for them. You want to spend time with them, but then you also think if I spend too much time with you, I'm going to actually be a really terrible mom and I'm going to um, like blow a fuse at some point. So you're trying to find the balance. And I'm also really aware that I, I need to work and I really enjoy doing this podcast and I can't, I don't want to just hold my life for two and a half weeks. I don't think I'm kind, I'm that mother, but so in the midst of me looking for these tampons, we're also getting ready for the color run. Um, I bought the kids these two like white hats. So they're encouraging you to wear white. They've got them like these white, like $2 hats from the $2 shop or whatever. And um, although they were made of paper, not plastics, I do like the environment. Anyway, so as I'm looking for these tampons, I'm also saying my daughter has got all of her stuff organized, which is a miracle. Um, I think that's out of anxiety, though, that she was going to forget something. So she seemed to have her bag ready. Again, don't you love that? Look at ADHD. You would assume that she's prepared and she's ready. No, I know her. She's anxious. She's been up late last night, which she was, packing all of her stuff repeatedly because she was concerned she'd lose something. So see this? And then here's my son, right? He's five, nearly six, and he doesn't have any of his stuff. I've put it in a plastic bag so my four-year-old won't be um, – angry this morning because he's at daycare and he's not going to have anything. I ended up getting him a couple of little things just so he feels he's got something. But my son lost his white hat. Now, both of the kids at school have lost their school hats um, and they're both giving it to me last night. I haven't had my hat for five days and I've had to sit in the shade. I don't think it was five. Like, let's be honest, they've gone through five hats this term each probably. Um, and I'm like, look, you need to look around. Like, it's probably in your locker at school. It's like they're named clearly there's at least four in each of your classrooms. Like look around. If I keep getting new hats, you don't look. So I'm trying to put some pressure on them as well. They're throwing it back at me. And I was like, look, they're like, we can't do the color run without our hats tomorrow. And, you know, it's all my fault apparently. And so I solved the problem by getting these white hats. And so this morning I'm like, right, so who's got the white hats? My daughter's got hers. My son has lost his white hat. Now we bought them yesterday afternoon at four o'clock. 
right? This is eight o'clock the next morning. Like we haven't been anywhere. Where is it? And it's so painful and it's only an ADHD mom that can understand that like you've only got limited working memory as it is, right? So I'm like, I say to the kids in the morning, it's probably not helpful, but I try to get them to get it. And I'm like, look, mommy has a forgetful brain. I might only remember to ask you one time. When I ask you one time, please, can you do it? Because it's really hard on mummy's brain to then have to remind you again, because I have to re-remember, which is hard, and then remind you. And you've not listened to me. I suppose it's their inattention. You've got to give them a break, but it's really difficult. So my son has lost his white hat. And in the middle of this, I really want to have a crack at him because I'm frustrated, but I'm also frustrated because I've lost my tampons, right? So I'm like, well, I'm frustrated because I lost my tampons that I bought 24 hours ago. I'm frustrated with him because he's lost his white hat from 12 hours ago. Like, but when you've got a whole house of that, and all of you are the same. I don't even know what to say to that. It, I didn't want this to be a depressing podcast. This is supposed to be a fun, relatable one. And it is fun and it is relatable. But sometimes you just get a bit like done of it. Hey, like it's like in the mornings you can only remember, remind people so many times. And then when they just, and my daughter's the worst, she's the most inattentive. So she just has absolutely, she, she drives me crazy at times. Um, so we've got visual calendars, but it's like, I have to walk around and then just re-remind them and recheck it off in my mind. It's really difficult. I do recommend if you are taking medication to do it early. I like to take mine at 5.30 when I go to the gym and I'm definitely on a better kilter. If I don't take medication in the morning, I do find that I just get like full anxiety over it. Like my husband's always saying, are you okay? And I get quite snappy because I'm just like in my own head, here we see my eyes are flicking around and I just look highly stressed, which I am inside as well. So the medication does help, but I do find it frustrating when you're just reminding, re-reminding, but you also can't have a go at them because you also can't find your own tampons and you don't know where your shoes are and you can't find your car keys. Anyway, so at the end of this morning, I eventually did find some tampons. We eventually did get my kids off to school. I think I've I don't even know what hat my son took in the end. I don't think we find the white hat. I think he wanted to wear a cap, which isn't sun safe. And then the sun safe one, he said he didn't like. So I just put it in there and thought, well, the teachers can just deal with him. Like at this point, he either wears no hat or he's got his sun safe hat, or maybe he finds a white hat somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, so that's a bit of a look at just a few days in an ADHD family. It does feel a little bit like putting out fires in my house. I don't know about yours because either I'm in full anxiety and I'm doing things really early and that's cool if it interests me, but if it's something like tampons or something that doesn't interest me, I do tend to leave it to the last minute um, and so does my husband. He even leaves things that he's interested in to the last minute. Um, I've never known anyone to do more things last minute than him which is highly frustrating because often we are put in situations of stress because neither of us have thought forward. We often um, have quite a catered house because we can't find things, things that should be simple aren't. And the kids make things more complex too because we just don't have anybody that is um, doing one thing that they're told once. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I feel like I've just talked like a bit of a lunatic on here. I'm really hoping that resonates. Please send me a message if it does. 
I'll look at the stats anyway, because I can actually see if you just drop off this episode because you find it boring. But if I get some really good hits on this episode and you guys want me to talk more about having ADHD in a real life situation and talk more about my life and what I'm doing, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, if you're loving this, give me a follow, send me a review. That means a lot. Share it with a friend. I do this purely for the passion and to spread the message to avoid misdiagnosis for us women in the future. If you've enjoyed it, let me know um, and I'll continue to do more of it. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day and I hope you had a bit of a laugh. Well, thanks so much, guys. Till next time. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I feel like I've just talked like a bit of a lunatic on here. I'm really hoping that resonates. Please send me a message if it does. I'll look at the stats anyway, because I can actually see if you just drop off this episode because you find it boring. But if I get some really good hits on this episode and you guys want me to talk more about having ADHD in a real life situation and talk more about my life and what I'm doing, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, if you're loving this, give me a follow, send me a review. That means a lot. Share it with a friend. I do this purely for the passion and to spread the message to avoid misdiagnosis for us women in the future. If you've enjoyed it, let me know um, and I'll continue to do more of it. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day and I hope you had a bit of a laugh. Well, thanks so much, guys. Till next time.